still going to take some time, you know, for it to sink in and for it to absorb that, uh, you know, we can now categorically state that my uncle did not just die in police custody, but uh, he was actually murdered. And uh, and I think this is basically the essence of Jack Mortis' uh, uh, ruling that he had handed down. So I think the family, I think we're still, we're still struggling to absorb that, uh, you know, finally the annals of history will correctly reflect that uh, my uncle was murdered in police custody. You know, it must have been a suffocating time for the family because I'm sure you knew this in your heart of hearts because of the family understanding the nature of Mr. Ahmed Timol. Talk to me about that time when having to prove that this, in fact, was the truth. What was that like for the family? The family has never doubted. I mean, since uh, since the event had uh, transpired in 1971. There was absolutely no doubt. You know, we can't forget that Manko was already the 22nd person to have died in police custody. So there was absolutely no doubt in the family's perspective that, you know, that the inquest was a cover-up and it was a scam. But obviously, it's, 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 it's a lengthy process, you know, for us to actually reach to the stage where we are today. And hence, in 2015, reopening by the National Director of Public Prosecution, Mr. Sean Abrams, you know, had granted us that window of opportunity that, you know, we've been looking for for such a long time, that we could actually provide evidence on the table, you know, that could clearly implicate uh, security branch officers for their heinous act of murder. And I think the sad thing, and it was even pointed out by Judge Billy Motley himself, was that uh, many families have not been afforded this kind of, you know, vindication of truth, and he's urged families to call for reinvestigation like this. You know, how valuable do you think a call like this is? No, I mean, the fact that, you know, during our, uh, uh, the proceedings of this inquest, we've made contact with the Mabelani family. And once they had seen, uh, you know, us uh, reopening this inquest, you know, they'd also taken an interest in finding out as to what happened to Matthew Mabelani, who had also died at the notorious John Foster Square police station, also allegedly jumped from the 10th floor. So it has given the Mabilani family and many other families hope. On a personal level, you were very instrumental in starting this process and, and I think getting your ducks in a row to ensure that the process continued. How do you feel knowing that you know you were a part of such a big process? Well, like I said, I think I'm so overwhelmed. It hasn't, reality hasn't sunk in as yet. <laughs> Perhaps it will do so in the upcoming hours. That, uh, you know, we've, we've made a major accomplishment, a very significant milestone in reversing the inquest findings. But uh, at the same time, you know, it's a very, very painful process because knowing that other families have not been afforded this opportunity. So, you know, it's mixed emotions.